0: Keep
1: peace. Hello, and thanks for joining this edition of Wag the Dog FM. This week, we're going to talk about a topic that I've been following for some time and I really think is fascinating. Um, This is really something that can change our industry and the way that we work. And it's all about using uh, methodologies coming from different other industries into our own uh, PR industry, PR work and making our work much more productive. We'll be talking about Kanban and the Toyota Way and uh, Scrum principles and all these things uh, with Raph Beverberg. Raf is uh, the co-founder and uh, managing partner at FIN. FIN is a public relations agency here in Brussels, Belgium. And um, it was interesting to see how Raph and his team have used these principles Uh, to optimize the way that it'll work, to optimize the workflows, to create value, to take out all these things that, you know, devalue, the work of, uh, of colleagues and they did it because they, they they came from 5 people to 10 people in, in probably a year's time, which for an agency is, is huge, uh, but still small enough to be nimble and to be able to uh, implement and test out these things. So if you really are interested in how to optimize your in-house uh, public relations team or your agency team uh, through innovative ways of working, through methodologies that have been trials and tested already in other industries, uh, then listen to this one um, this interview with Raf uh, I think is is, is fascinating it's uh, a topic that I am really uh, interested in so I hope that shines through and um, so for the next let's say 20-25 minutes we'll be talking about Kanban, Scrum Agile and all these other nice stuff enjoy Hi Raf and uh, welcome on this edition of Wag the Dog
0: Thanks, nice to be here
1: Raf, I invite you to talk about something that I'm very interested in and you've been testing along for some time now. You have uh, your own PR agency and at one point in time you said we're going to make this lean. Yes. So we're going to talk about Kanban, lean, uh, using Trello and all these nice project management uh, methodologies. So tell me first, where did the, the need come from to rethink the way we were working with
0: your agency? Um, I think originally um, a few years ago at, at Finn, we were going through uh, something of a growth uh, spurt um, and we felt that some procedures and, and um, uh, processes that we had built were all of a sudden in the growth were, you know, thrown aside. And, and we noticed that people were making a few basic errors over and over and over again. And, um, so we, we basically set out to do two things. First is understand why people had so much trouble following a process or or doing, um, you know, creating error-free work because that's basically what it all boils down to When when you want to hurry and that's, you know, when you're under time pressure, people start to hurry. And when you hurry, you make mistakes. And when you make mistakes or you skip, quality control steps, you end up with uh, substandard deliverables and then the clients get mad and and then they force you to do your work again. And and that ends up costing a lot of money to the Mm -hmm. customer. And it causes frustration at the agency because one thing you notice is when you send a deliverable to a client that has uh, two typos, all of a sudden, they will they will also have questions about you know the approach or the strategy or you know your competence in crisis communication or or media relations or whatever.
1: Sure, the devil so, is in the details, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and
0: and they they tend to widen the scope of the problem. Eh? It's. Um, it starts with a few uh, typos, but it ends up with, yes, and, and you know, we're not so happy with sure. your advice and, and your strategy is not showing any results. And, you know, they get frustrated and they find a, a way to express that frustration. Um, and it all kinds of becomes, a, uh, you know, a, a snowball of, of uh, misery for the client and yeah. for the agency.
1: So you wanted uh, to get rid of those errors first of all that happened under pressure but also simply errors uh, that happened because you you grew enormously between what was that between 5 people and then suddenly doubling it or what so yeah, people so can imagine yeah. that
0: yeah yes yeah, something like that so we yeah, had some, yeah. some something like 5 people and we went through a very fast where we doubled in 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 one year okay and um but it's 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 not just the time pressure it's also um Seeing that some things that you do three times and you find a good process, and, and seeing that people had some trouble accepting that process for mm-hmm. some reason. Like, for instance, very stupid things like uh, you don't send a deliverable that hasn't been approved uh, into a translation, thinking, you know, whatever remarks come, we will add them to the uh, translations. Mm-hmm. And, and the translated materials and, and everything will work out in the end. It never works out in the end because you are you create a fork of the deliverable and um, you end up, you know, people hand it over to a colleague and the colleague isn't briefed well and doesn't know where the process is and, and everything. And we were so frustrated to see basically everyone, all those new people we were hiring were always... Made the same mistakes. Yeah. Even though we explicitly, very explicitly warned them, do not make this mistake. And they, they were like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But I'll do it like this because it will save time.
1: And was uh, it also something that you, you probably also had processes that worked that everybody simply followed and that worked very well. Was it also a concern of let's keep those. Let's document those and let's, let's integrate those in the day to day workflow.
0: Well, I, I think, um, I think at a certain point we said, oh, we, we, at a certain point you arrive at the point where you have to ask yourself, and that's where, where I was um, a, a year, let's say two years ago or two years and a half ago, we were asking, but what is work? Mm-hmm. Uh, this, it sounds maybe like a crazy question, but um, reading on things like uh, the lean startup and going from there to uh, Toyota production system, mm-hmm. Uh, I was reading all these books about lean startup and, and, and uh, TPS and stuff like that and, and lean. And I was asking myself, okay, uh, let's think about what is it that a PR agency brings as value? Because that's the first question that lean asks is what is the value that customers ask from you? And the thing is that the more you focus on work and you, the more you ask yourself, you, you ask yourself, what is work, and what is the nature of work, and how does it, how does that work? How does that work? Yes. It becomes a, it becomes a very interesting problem. Um, so very soon we saw that documenting processes in in great detail and having people study them, you know, at a sort of by heart level was not the answer um, because it's a very frustrating thing to have to do to have a policy manual of two hundred pages. And you get a big book that says, "Here's the, here is the here's the book with all our policies. Now study them, and you'll be fine."
1: Yeah, it makes w- me think of the of the time I was in agency where we suddenly went for a, a quality kind of label, and where every single step that we took was documented into big books and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: mm. and we we felt that um, first of all we didn't have time for it. We wanted to go in a sort of iterative way. We wanted to find. We we wanted to, you know. We didn't want to implement something out of, the, out of the box or out of the blue. We wanted to develop a system that would allow us to keep um, improving all the time, uh, which is central to Lean. We, we didn't know about Lean back then, but um, we wanted to find something that we could iterate on and get yeah. better and better and better because we knew that we were still learning. Um, and so, so you are there with an
1: agency doubling suddenly of uh, amount of people, also work. You know that some things are not working. You 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 read up on on because lean and and other things like the Toyota way uh, are are really methodologies. Are yes. comes from project management, but it's, yep. it's a modern format. And where it goes about definitely about you know breaking down the different steps, mm-hmm. not so much working in cascading, but then trying to reiterate stuff that works and eliminating mm-hmm. errors. So what what. So what do you do then? Do you tell your team like, and as from now, we're going to work this way? And what would be the way? What have you found out as a very practical example, for instance? Yeah. How do you work now that you didn't work the same way like maybe yeah. two years ago?
0: Well, the, I think because, you know, the the process of finding the methodology was also you know, kind of uh, took a while. Eh? You mm-hmm. read a lot of stuff and you read about Toyota and you say, okay, that's very interesting, but it's about making cars. Uh, you know, a, a PR agency is not a car manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, the, the breakthrough, let's say, was uh, reading John Seddon, uh, who have a, a, I think it's a five-page paper um, that we link to on our, on our blog, uh, on our master blog. It's called Rethinking Lean Services. Mm -hmm. And the thing that Seddon says and and his co-authors is, they say the first thing you should concentrate on is the the difference between a value demand and a failure demand. And I think that started for us the whole lean process because that's something that was very easy to explain to our people. Uh, Namely, the fact that when a client asks you to do something, he expects value from you. And um, the the key thing that Seddon taught us was that not all work is productive work. Uh, You can be perfectly billable. You can have 10 people who are billable for a month doing unproductive stuff, um, who are not delivering value, but who are delivering failure. And that's something that really clicked for us. Like, yes, this is exactly what we're talking about. Because a few of the failure demands are things like uh, a progress chasing. When a client calls you and says, "Where's, where's deliverable X? Yeah, yeah, haven't you forgotten about why? Um, I I was waiting for you. Promised me to send me uh, a deliverable Z by today, mm-hmm. and these things do not generate any value, not for the client, not for you. Although they are perfectly billable in most agencies, nobody would, you know, nobody. Sure, it's, it's a say call that, from a client, so you yes, it. client yep. call. Yeah, it's not a client call. Well, it's a client call, but it's not a value demand. It's mm-hmm. a failure demand. It says. Uh, dear agency, you are failing me. Um, so that's one kind of failure demand. Another thing is rework is t- stuff that you should have gotten right from the first time that they send back because you didn't understand the briefing right. That's also uh, a failure demand. Um, so there's all kinds of things that agencies do and that they find perfectly normal to, to bill and to put on the billable time. Um, but they are not they are not valued. And that's the first thing we said in the agency. And it was something that our people were very keen on because of course they do care about quality of work. And we knew that the errors that they made were exactly because they wanted to hurry and they wanted to deliver fast. And they said, I will skip this or this and then it will be faster. What we saw was that every time we did this, we had rework. And to put this in a context for them, we said, okay, we're going to ban four things from um, from um, from our work, which is progress chasing errors based on you know bad briefings, misunderstanding, whatever. Rework something that has to be done again, and then illegitimate forks of work. It means that somewhere along the line, a, de- a deliverable gets forked into two versions, which start to cross each other, and you have all these email you know email conversations that kind of bleed into each other and contaminate each other with errors. Yeah. So we said with the team, we said, okay, let's ban these four things. And we, we said zero failure demands is the goal. And, and actually that was, the, that was the start of Lean because everybody could understand that you know, these four things were actually bad things. And so we didn't say, hey guys, we're going to start with a Kanban and stuff. No, just four things that we never want to see again. And so we we try to get the team to adopt this as a as a rallying cry, and it's very funny because this failure demand as a as a as a term, it's quite catchy, and and we could hear after a few months, after a few weeks, because we tend to be as management, we tend to be quite insistent when yeah. we have a. So after a few days, weeks, everyone was talking about okay, that's a failure demand, that's you know, good, in the team. Good. So people were having fun with it, and and were actually uh, incentivized to recognize them and to avoid them.
1: Yeah, but then they're naming stuff, which is very important, I think, in, in a change process like this. They are naming problems. Yes. Uh, they are naming and positive and negative things, but giving it, it a name that everybody recognize and then uses and i can see that i've been to your offices i can see people on the other side screaming like hey okay i can see that happening <laughs> which is yes. important because they recognize it's a problem so yes mm-hmm. okay and then what was the next step because i, I know of course i mean we, we spoke about this but so then at a certain point in time you 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 want to you want to introduce maybe a system or, or something very practical you went for lean kanban then yeah. Um, Can I you think explain it because I don't know if yeah. all my listeners know Kanban. I mean, I've worked. Yeah. and I I'm, I'm, I'm know what it is, but just maybe short in the context of, of course, of communications. What, what, what is that exactly? Yeah. Um,
0: so the next challenge was to find a system that would, um, a system that would allow us where the, where, let's say where the work would be tied to the process. Um, a lot of processes are imposed on work, like you have to do this in this way. We wanted to find a way where, as we said, like we wanted to have the process talk to the consultant in a sense that when we wanted to make uh, the work in some in some way visible so that by seeing where the work was, you would know what had to be done and what had been done already and what you could do and couldn't do at this stage of the work. Uh, one thing we thought about before we even heard of Kanban was to print out on a sheet of paper a project to make clear and to pass it around at, at the at the offices because we thought let's say we have to do um, a, a product launch for for a customer and it's a big project with many sub projects uh, but you know a project is always handled by someone at some point and we said let's print that. Mm-hmm. And the guy who, or the guy, or or uh, or girl who has the who has the the paper sheet, is responsible for the project at that time, um, and and there you saw intuitively we were looking for a way to make what's called in Lean is called making the value stream visible, because the thing about Lean is it says in service work when you work on a computer and everything is in your email, all that waste like rework and errors is in your mailbox and nobody sees it. Sees it, yeah. So what you have to do in Lean is to make the workflow extremely visible so that any work that is going back in the flow and that is not moving towards the completion, but is going back to, let's say, uh, stage one or briefing or, or whatever, or we have to do the briefing again, everything that's going backwards, you have to visualize. Um, and then eventually, you know, by reading a lot of books on, you know, the machine that changed the world, uh, workplace management mm-hmm. from Toyota, uh, some very good books, um, uh, more in you know novel, novel like stuff like the Phoenix Project and the Goal, um, actually were the answer to what we were looking for, and, and the answer was basically a, a kanban. And a kanban is a system where you have a little card with your work on it, and it travels through the value stream. So the kanban is visualized in lanes and in columns, and the columns are like in in our agency. Um, the column is like, uh, step one is the briefing and the briefing is first made by us, by the way, and then goes to the client for a validation, for validation, which is a good way to, you know, reverse the, uh, yes, the way because, of working. yes, because clients don't take enough time with briefings mm-hmm. usually. So they brief us on the phone. We write it down. We put it in a briefing and we say, okay, client, is this the briefing? And then they say, no, no, no. There's a lot of other stuff that I forgot to tell you. Yeah. And then they give us a definitive briefing. And then we go to stage one, which is draft one, as we call it. Um, we create, um, I'm sorry, the outline is, is actually the first thing that we produce. An outline is just bullet points saying, okay, based on your briefing for us, um, you know, the press release or whatever, or the blog post or the campaign is going to have this as a, a structure. These are the main messages. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it reads like, It really likes it reads like a blog post but without the sentences, eh? just the words. But it's it's structures as a story already. So it's not a briefing. It's already in a in a story form. Um, but it has no flesh on it. It's just a skeleton. And this we also send to the client and we say, okay, so based on your briefing, we think that the end result should look a little bit like this. And then we say to them, okay, you send it to everyone inside the company who needs to validate make sure that we have all the proof points, that we have all the information and we flesh it out until we have, let's say, a final outline. And then we draft it and we say, okay, now based on this outline, we have, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, we created this deliverable, either a strategy or a text or whatever. Um, so at every step, the client gets this, you know, this embryonic deliverable, uh, then a, a more fleshed, fleshed out deliverable and and finally a final deliverable, and so this stream is extremely visible, and at, a, at every point this piece of work is displayed in this kanban in this in these uh, columns, so that the whole team knows where are we on this project, has the client, and and the the big the big goal is to not let one of these cards progress to the next column until the first until the the current stage is is really. Uh, definitively finished yeah. which is an important pro- uh, principle in in project management of course to never um let different stages of a project bleed into each other because that's where that's where you have bad handovers that's where you have you know orphan orphan remarks that don't get picked up and and stuff like that so you you also have to manage your client very strongly eh, in this project you have to explain them like no we're not sending you a draft of a press release we are sending you an outline first, yeah, and then they go. Uh, sometimes they're like, "Okay, but I'm in a hurry," and then we say, "Yes, exactly." That's exactly, why
1: we- that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that,
0: you know, you, you, when you do this lean stuff, you tend to end up a little like Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. The, yeah. uh, you're you're telling your, you're you're talking in these vague. Um, Zen-like sentences. Zen-like sentences,
1: like <laughs> what is the sound of one hand clapping? Yes, yes, yeah. yes definitely. Yeah. No, I think for the for the listeners, I'll put of course the links that you mentioned uh, on the um, you know on the show notes. Uh, yeah. But one of the things that I like in this approach is the very visual approach and the transparency that you bring in a process in and in teamwork as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what you describe, I've seen that work inside companies as well. So for those who think well that is agency work, well it works with in house companies teams as well mm-hmm. uh, but the visual thing i think is is uh, makes everyone central to the work that's being done and has a very a very big impact on this transparency we know where the pieces of work are in which column they are we know exactly yep. what stadium status they are in and uh, and as you said very important is you know as long as it's not 100 percent Finished in that state, in, in that status, or in that stadium of the whole process, it, it will not move forward,
0: which is a good yes. one. Yeah. And, and um, one thing that w- was very like the missing piece of the puzzle was actually the book by David uh, Anderson called, um, uh, I think it's called Kanban, um, where he says that the key to Kanban and to using it right is to limit the work in progress. And that's, that's also something that you know, we discovered quite late into this um into this into this, you know, work on lean um the the fact that the more work in progress you have, the more deliverables that you're working on, the longer it will take to deliver them, and the more chance they will have to uh not be finished or have errors or become irrelevant because you know reality caught up with it, especially in PR. mm mm-hmm. Um, you know, external situations change all the time. So it's better to tell a client that, no, we're not going to work on three blog posts at the same time. The same we're yeah. we're going to do one. And when it's finished, we'll decide on the next one. And that's also something that's sometimes hard for customers to accept or to understand. But we we tell them and we really evangelize this this idea that small batch sizes, you know, one thing at a time, make sure that, you know, we can produce, I don't know, blog posts in something like a few days to to two weeks. And it's better to do the next blog. But if you do two blogs at the same time, it will take six weeks for both of them. And if you do three blogs, it will take 12 weeks. And um, it's something we all, we actually see that consistently. Um, It's sometimes hard to convince customers, but... Limiting the amount of work you, you have your people do is actually huge for quality, is huge for, for lead times. And, and, and in the end, it's, it's also less costly eh? because we noticed sometimes that we started something like three, four things that it's at the same time and two of them would be canceled ha- halfway. Yeah, And there too, that's false productivity yeah, again, You're yeah. you're billing your client and you're not delivering anything of value to them. And at the end of the year, they say, yeah, we have to talk about the value you offer. And then it's very easy as an agency to say, yeah, but it's the customer's fault and they, yeah, and why do they keep canceling work? Well, you shouldn't let them, you shouldn't give them the opportunity and yeah? just work on what's urgent and what's important. Deliver it and then work on the next thing that's urgent and important. And don't do any stuff to fill your pipeline. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just keep sending value to them and they will come back to you saying, hey, that that stuff you did last time was very good. Let's do something else. Let's do something new.
1: And so where are you now? Because you've been on this road for some time now. Uh, The team is, is what, more than 10 people now? Yes. Uh, So uh, what is what is a normal, let's say, working day at the office different than it used to be? What, what do you see? What are the main impacts that this change of the way that you work, that a communications team is working, what do you see as the biggest uh, impacts on the day-to-day work of uh, of your team?
0: Um, the first big difference, I think, is um, that every morning we have 10 minutes where the whole team, you know, gathers around the Kanban and says and talks about the cards that are blocked or the mm-hmm. pieces of work that are not progressing through the um, through the stream. Um, that's hugely um, valuable because with, when you're talking with the whole team about issues that are blocking your progress and that are block, blocking your work, everybody understands the need and the urgency to get that, Piece of work to the done column to get working on the next piece of work and to keep the flow in going in one direction and and um, also to keep that flow constant uh, every day one of these things should be uh, no every day every of these deliverables should be jumping one lane to the right until mm-hmm. it's finished um, so it it focuses the entire team on on the idea that if we keep moving all these deliverables and all these projects. We should be delivering value to the customer, so the the, the cognitive load on the team has lessened significantly um, because you're also only putting stuff in production that is ready to be worked on it um, You know that when 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 something gets a green light it it will be finished and it will be delivered to the client so that's that's a huge validation for the for the for the team also mm-hmm. that they're working on stuff that will be finished and that will be sent to the client. Um, second, I think having these steps defined like, okay, briefing draft, um, final uh, briefing, outline draft, final draft, uh, de- uh, check for deploy, deploy are the columns that we use. Um, it makes them think about work and for people who are, you know, between let's say 23 and, and, um, and, uh, and, 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 and uh, 30, so like young people who, who don't have any experience managing other people who yeah. don't know where things can go wrong because they think you know they all their mistakes are unique or never happened before they get they also start to think about okay what is it what is work what is the progress of work and i think that's valuable too for their you know it makes them grow because they they are capable of having of doing bigger and bigger projects because they're used to thinking in a project management way so you can throw a lot of work at them and they will chop it in pieces and 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 create you know beautiful work because they know they have the confidence that they will be able to finish it and and that's i think that's a big difference with before where you either micromanage young people because you know they don't have the experience uh, or you are too hands off because you're working on other stuff and they feel left to their own you know, to their own means. And now they feel there is a structure, there is a, a way of doing things. And as long as they follow this way of doing, they will sort it out.
1: Yeah, it, it gives them a certain uh, control over the amount of work by chopping it in, in, in little pieces, having this yes. transparency, putting it on a, a visual map in front of them and yes. reviewing, of course, every day. I think that the, the everyday review is a is a... Is the cornerstone of working like that, which is uh, which is often not taken in in Hinaus. I mean, I remember those terrible Monday morning conference calls at IBM, where the whole European team called in, and you had to wait five minutes before everybody called in, and it was one by one saying, "What are you working on?" Yes, which which is too late if you make mistakes, because that mistake maybe you made it in on a Monday last yep. week, and mm. it's only discovered. On the, on the week later, and that, that is five working days and 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 two weekend, uh, two days in a weekend yeah. that you are working on something that is probably not of value. Yes, uh, sometimes by as you said by a bad briefing, misunderstanding, whatever, anything can happen. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen if you review it every single day in in a very short
0: time frame, right? Yep, yeah. mm. that's it. To to have these cycle times very short and um, so that's that's where we're now and um. So what's we're, the next
1: step? Are you going to yeah. I mean it's it's about continuous improvement. So I guess you, you have a couple of other ideas. Uh. Um
0: So the, the we, we just switched actually from the, the thing we're struggling with because we, because lean is not a it's not a magic bullet. Eh? It, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of convincing your team that this actually can work. And then it's a lot of um, it's it, as you said eh, before it's a change project. Um, and it took us two years to get where we are now. And, and sometimes I think, okay, we're, you know, it's it's not that we are, uh, it's it's we're not NASA. Eh? It's, this is not a, a rocket science project. And, and maybe for us, I saw some comments on the on my blog post. Uh, I posted it to to a, a British uh, PR group, mm-hmm. and some people were like, "Yeah, um, seems like a lot of work for something that's you know very obvious," yeah. <laughs> or that, or no, the, the, she she said something like that seems like a lot of work and a lot of difficult words to arrive at something that is just common sense. Um, and that's actually what uh, Teichi Ono, the, the guy at Toyota who invented Lean, said says somewhere in his book, says yeah when I show people around the factory and they see it and then they take them on a three hour tour and talk proudly about lean and at the end they say yeah isn't that just common, common sense to it <laughs> <laughs> so in a, I guess in a sense it was a, a compliment that we were doing it uh, that we're doing the right thing uh, but the, the biggest um, the, the biggest difficulty right now um, is actually tying um, tying small personal tasks to the overall Bigger projects, and we are because a kanban isn't very well um, designed for that. A kanban is great if you're um, for for the bigger project stuff. Let's say, like, okay, we're doing a let's say we're doing a reputation survey for a, mm-hmm. for a client. That's that's easy to do. That's something you can easily track on a kanban board. Or we're doing a, we're doing a, a, a big you know we're doing a big press conference that's that's easy to track it's like okay is the briefing ready yes no but what is difficult are these subtasks that you have to assign to different people yeah because of course it's not that one person will do all the work of
1: course not yeah
0: and the handovers that's actually the most difficult thing to manage and yeah. to the point we've tried we've we've tried a few strategies to work on handovers because we noticed yeah, information always gets lost in handovers. Quality diminishes. There is all kinds of errors that, that turn up in a handover. But you can't do PR work without handovers. It's not feasible to do some projects single-handedly. Um, and I think um, we are just looking at the right level of detail to put on the Kanban. You don't want people to forget small things like pitch a story to a journalist. That, that's very small. You don't need a big briefing for it usually. So, and it's sometimes it's part of something that was already briefed. Um, so, how do you deal with that? Um, do you put it on the kanban or is it is it too small? Or what size of project do you? What size of work is big enough to put on a kanban yeah. and track? Yeah. Because you can't say, okay, I I shouldn't forget to order lunch for this. Yeah, for noon. That's yeah. that's that's, that's yeah. also wasteful. At a certain point, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. detail drilling, becomes yeah. also a waste. Yeah? So drilling
1: down to very small pieces of content is also a waste. Yeah, yeah, and that is then the the equilibrium that you will have to find on yes. what do we put on there and what what do we yeah. again assume is logical? But it, the, the the reaction that you got on your blog post that's exactly the danger because we 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 know it's common sense, but common sense gets you know forgotten and. Slips in the cracks of day-to-day work. Um, that's it, too, yeah. and uh, and that's that's a bit of danger as well. Just to, to to close down. What are the kind of tools that you you guys are using uh, to manage this? Are there any kind of tools that pop up that you say this work well for us?
0: Um. Well, uh, one of the best ways, the best thing to start with, eh, is uh, just uh, post-it notes and uh, some tape uh, that you. You know, we have a big window in the office where we have all our post-it notes. Mm-hmm. So, something that uh, David Anderson says in his book uh, Kanban is, you should have a digital and a and a physical Kanban board. And I, in the beginning, I was like, yeah, okay, we'll just do the digital thing and and we'll be fine,
1: and not mess up the windows.
0: Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but it, but actually, he's right. So it's better to have it in a in a in a physical version as well. So post-it notes are, are, are big, and that's something you will definitely need. Um, in terms of um, lean tools, like you have, there's a few Kanban tools uh, like task and Trello, but you also have more enterprise Kanban tools like um, LeanKit, um, which, you know, looks nice, which has a, a great design, I think. Yeah. And um, what's the other one? Kanbanize is another one. Mm-hmm. That's more that is more enterprise that also has you know some metrics and dashboards to track uh, what's called um, um, the flow of work yeah? Yeah. because that's how you track whether you're on you you're doing well with your lean is when you manage to shorten your lead times and when you can deliver more work yeah? mm-hmm. that's the goal so there are enterprise Kanban tools who monitor that for you on your digital Kanban. Um, so we're actually, we're still looking for what is now, what is the best tool for a, for a 10 to 15 person team to manage this, uh, this Kanban. But um, um, I think to complement the, the Kanban tool, I think also something like Slack was, is hugely uh, beneficial.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's uh, it's it's nice to combine those things. I've tested Trello and Slack in combination where you you have updates from both systems working together, which is interesting. Um but as you said, I mean every single tool, it's again it's not about the tools. It's first of all a, a way of work, but it, it is true that because you have you you're lucky in the way that your team is all on the one physical location. Yes. Um, you know, there are organizations where of course you know the central point is probably somewhere, but then you have those teams internationally. We don't see each other very often. Uh, we have to work on in a in a completely digital way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then things like um I, I've I have a bit of experience with Kanban Flow, for instance, dot uh, com, mm-hmm. which is a nice one as well. I mean it it's it's all but the thing is to visualize it, break up those workloads and then and then work on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Raf was really interesting discussion. I hope we can. Um, well, I, I would like to 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 uh, you to keep us updated because I do think it's uh, it's the way forward with how we work in communications, both in agency and and in house. Uh, we need to professionalize on both sides, I think, and uh, and create more value than we do today. And uh, it is by these already proven. Let's face it; it's not it, it's not something that was just invented. No, uh, it's been trialed. It's been tested. It's just that yep. we take it and you take it with your team from from an industrial environment to a service environment, which is yep. which is great. So, uh, thanks for the uh, for the time, for the examples, and uh, for leading the way on this.
0: Many thanks to you for having me to discuss it. Thanks okay. for your time.
1: Have a great evening.
0: Yes, thanks. Bye bye.
1: Good, so now we're all ready to optimize your teams um, using these uh, new methodologies. Well, in fact, they're not new, as, uh, as we've discussed. Uh, they have been tried and tested in other industries. It's just adapting them and then implementing them uh, within the public relations profession. I just use the word, just, it's a lot of work, uh, as you've understood but it's worthwhile uh, looking at those and see what you can take away and implement in uh, your teams. So Raph mentioned a couple of things. I mentioned a couple of things. So definitely go to the show notes. We'll be full of links, interesting uh, stuff to read, uh, examples as well of how uh, Raph and the team at Finn are doing this. Um, So go to the show notes on www.wagthedog.fm and if you like these kind of uh, conversations, if you like the podcast that I'm doing every single week, please go to iTunes, give a review, it just takes a couple of seconds but it's very important and as well if you have tips of people you want to see on this show, send them my way via email, Uh, you can find a contact form on the website or through email. If you have remarks, uh, if you want to simply give feedback uh, in in much broader scope than just ticking a couple of stars on iTunes, please do so. This interactivity is what makes this show. And uh, it was, again, fun to have you uh, this week. And until next week, do the right thing.
0: Keep... Peace. Mm-hmm.